The goal is simply to try to help other people do better. Right? Only by helping others succeed do we succeed ourselves. What I want to do is I want to show people how beautiful their life can be. That if they find this balance in their life, their relationship with God, pouring and giving to their family rather than seeking to take, that the success in this life follows. It's, it, you, you can't escape it. It will follow you. Money is sometimes seen as a taboo or touchy subject, but it affects nearly every aspect of our lives. It can open new opportunities or allow us to pass on blessings to our children. It can also bring out struggles to the surface faster than almost anything else. Investment advisor and ministry worker Jim Palumbo joins us this week to discuss money and the spiritual impact it can have. But before we begin, we'd like to let you know about the Arise Crusade with Gary Wilkerson and Nikki Cruz this October in California. Arise is an evangelistic outreach presenting the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ to those who might not otherwise hear the good news. Find out more at arisecrusade.com. Now here's our host, Bob Dimmer. Welcome back to another episode of the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. And today on the program, we have Jim Palumbo. And Jim's going to help us understand what money is all about and and how we can take care of it. If you were to ask most people, what is a successful life? They would say, having a lot of money. But you make the case that's not true. What is then the point of life if it's not gaining money? Well, it really is the biggest question. So if you're thinking about money, thinking about success, thinking about what, what you said, that Uh, people are seeking happiness in life. They often correlate it to materialism. Mm -hmm. If it's not money, it's the things that money can buy, uh, the material goods and possessions, uh, or even experiences now are even more important. People say, well, forget about things. You have to have grand vacations and experiences and, and live for those things. But in reality, those are not the things that we live for. And the things that money can buy, they don't satisfy ultimately, even if you get to possess them for a time in this life. Uh, the satisfaction is fleeting. It, it's gone very soon. In reality, we live for the things that matter the most, right? That begins with God, family, others, and then comes those successes. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that if you're thinking about money uh, or, or really putting that aside, saying, okay, so money isn't the point, it is Uh, these deeper satisfactions in life, the foundation of that is Jesus Christ. That is the foundation upon which we build everything. It's our relationship with God, being right with God, understanding that that is our purpose. Uh, So what is our purpose in life? What is the meaning of our life? And it's very clear from the Bible, as you talked about, that our purpose in life is to love God and enjoy him forever. And as we fulfill the purpose that God put us here for, these other things suddenly become easy. Having success with family, having peace in your family, uh, having success in your career, uh, possessing the necessary material uh, goods in this life, all that stuff becomes easy all of a sudden if you get the foundation right. You know, when the Bible talks about building your house on the rock and not on the sand, Um, it's not just spiritual. The spiritual life and the material life are connected. You build your life on God and on those principles and pour love and life into your family. Guess what? The money, the success in your career, all that becomes automatic. Gary, I'm sure you talk to a lot of people uh, as a pastor. Do they get that point or is that one that just escapes people? I think there's two extremes. Uh, One is the... um, you know, everything's about Jesus, and 
deny yourself, and so you, you, know, you don't even provide for your own family, right? Uh, and you don't, and and money is almost seen as not the root of all evil, but evil. And then the other extreme is everything's about money and stuff. And so, I mean, I think that's why I wanted to talk to Jim today and have him exposed to those that listen to our podcast. Is you have been able to, you know, be personally successful and also financially and also. You know, raise up a, a, lar- a very large uh, business, you know, uh, uh, which is a financial. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, your investment advisor. Investment right. advisor. Yeah, and so you help people with this. So it's not you're not just uh, you're not just telling people like you know don't worry about money, uh, you know just just follow Jesus. But you're saying you follow Jesus, and then there's some principles um, that that could help you in following Christ when it comes to your finances and stuff. And I think that's what. What we're looking at here is to try to help people get get it right with Christ, and then also get it right when it comes to their money. Because some I've met some people that are, you know, in a sense, they're right with Christ. They love Jesus, they serve Him, but you know, their financial life is a mess. And so, you know, I, I don't know what, what would you say to that person who's seems to be doing a good job of honoring Christ, but in debt and um, don't don't know how to manage their money. Um, would you just tell them like keep praying or? Well, as you mentioned in an earlier podcast, sometimes those situations that are not good are revealing something more on the inside, um, that something needs to happen on the inside because those things are wrong. And, and God allows it, right? God's a loving father, so he allows those difficult circumstances that people might find themselves financially, uh, family stress uh, and anxieties. Uh, he's using those as tools to get you where he wants you to be as a person in your relationship with him. Uh, I, I can use my own uh, life as an example. You mentioned earlier success in, in business. Uh, I just received uh, an article I didn't know was coming out from Investment News Magazine naming our firm Dynamic Advisor Solutions as the second fastest growing mm. investment advisory firm in America. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, and I was thinking about that and, and the thought, I chuckled when I saw it because I, I, I didn't really try to, to do that really all that hard. Uh, it wasn't through striving. It wasn't through running other overs, putting, you know, I'm number one. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get there through, uh, uh, what do you hear the TV guys do? Do, do you have the, the passion, the, mm. you know, the burning desire to get there and have that success? No, I actually I didn't. I, I started the whole thing just trying to help others. Mm-hmm. And now, 25 years later, we haven't changed the philosophy one bit. The goal is simply to try to help other people do better. Right? Only by helping others succeed do we succeed ourselves. What I want to do is I want to show people how beautiful their life can be. That if they find this balance in their life, their relationship with God, pouring and giving to their family rather than seeking to take, that the success in this life follows. It's, it, you, you can't escape it. It will follow you. And Jim, you make the comment one of the true measure of success in life are three principles, origin, meaning, and purpose, or three questions, I guess, that we ask ourselves. Can you build that out a little bit more? Uh, People listening to that think, well, I know where I'm from. I guess I know where I'm going. I don't know what all those things mean. So let's talk about origin first. What what is the origin question that they have to ask? So so origin, purpose, and meaning all go together. So uh, the question of origin comes up a lot in pop culture, apologetics in in, uh, church and religion, evangelical circles. And so it's important to know where did I come from. Uh, I'm an unashamed uh, creationist. I believe that we were created by God, that 
our DNA is the most beautiful blueprint in all of creation that God put this uh, roadmap that's inside of us to determine who we are, not only as a human being, but the uniqueness of every single person uh, that's alive today. God created you, Bob, to look different than me, um, to think different, to prefer different things. If we went to the ice cream shop, you would pick one flavor, I would mm -hmm. pick another flavor. It doesn't make either one right or wrong. It makes it beautiful. It makes us beautiful. It makes us created by God uh, for a specific purpose in this. And, and so it leads, origin leads to the next one, which is purpose. Um, that God has a purpose for our life, and it's not random. It's not just the things that you'll do, Gary. The, um, we've known each other a long time, and I can yeah. think of the many accomplishments of Gary Wilkerson, <laughs> planning churches, uh, evangelism in countries and uh, urban settings. But in the end, that, that's not it. God has a singular purpose for all of us. It's his purpose, yeah. and he made us unique to serve his purpose, to glorify him, to love him forever, and to just enjoy it. He, he didn't uh, put us here to uh, punish us, as, as Gary says in his book. Um, he, he's here to, to love us. And so we serve that purpose by our uniqueness. And so if we recognize our origin, that, uh, as you've said before, Gary, if this person is successful in this way and I don't feel like I add up, it doesn't matter because if I'm being me, the very best me that I can be, that's how God created me. And by being uniquely me, then I'm fulfilling God's ultimate purpose for me in this world. So, so by origins, you're talking about our created purpose, our cre what God intended for us when he knit us together in our mother's womb, right? Correct. So yeah. origin, that we come from God, yeah. and purpose are, are almost one and the same, right? Yeah. We're created by God. We're not an accident. We're not just another mammal, and then ultimately serving that purpose okay, for which God created us. Uh, I think a lot of people probably look at finances and faith and see them in two separate categories, like they see everything with faith in another category. So how do faith and finances work together? What's the relationship between those two? Well, you referenced that there are uh, over 2,000 verses in the Bible about uh, money and stewardship. Many of them are about stewardship which uh, the second part of that is that there are twice as many as faith. There are twice as many of those uh, as faith. Further, if you look at the parables, Jesus' two, uh, two longest parables are about stewardship, right? About money, the parable of the talents, and also the parable of the unjust steward. So these lessons were really important to Jesus. He wanted to teach us uh, about these things. And, and so what you're hinting at, Bob, is they're not disconnected at all but they're uh, woven together into a single fabric, right? So the life that we live, uh, our faith toward God, uh, is expressed in how we handle the things to which he's entrusted us, the things of this world. Uh, and again, money represents material goods, so it's not just the money itself, meaning green dollar bills, but what about the house? What about the business? What about your family? All right, God has entrusted you with your family, you have to be the very best dad that you can be. You know, in my opinion, uh, touching on these cornerstones, is that the role of a father is to be a servant to his family, not to be the boss or the king of the castle. And yes, he, he may indeed be that, but his job, he, he's really a martyr. He's there to 
express his love in the way that Jesus expressed his love to the church. And how did Jesus do that? He did it by laying down his life. This was an impossible, impossible concept for me to grasp as God began to show it to me in scripture is that I'm not there to just be the teacher and the boss, tell everybody what to do in my family, but to actually lay down my life so that their life will be enriched and that they will be drawn to Jesus. That's extraordinary. So talk about money, talk about career, talk about business. That's it. The man that learns that principle with his family, he's a titan in business. (laughs) Automatically, he's going to be extraordinary because he doesn't need to learn anything else once he learns that. So is that your is that your answer to say the listeners that's thinking they're like okay I'm a Christian I love Jesus but I'm in debt or I'm a Christian I love Jesus but uh, I don't know how to manage my finances well I'm not a good steward uh, is is there some advice you would give uh, some basic advice that would take the person who wants to do well um, with stewardship but finds themselves even though they they pray and they read their Bible but they're still not not doing that is there is there some? I'm probably getting ahead of your your, your interview process here, but I, I'm just curious as to, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, somebody's listening to us and they're hearing us talk, you know, and and so uh, you're speaking so articulate and so well, I love that, but I'm just wondering, okay, like how, you know, you got anything for me to help me? Because right now I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying and it's just, but but uh, the bills are piling up and you know my job doesn't pay very, you know, minimum wage kind of person. How do you look at finances then through that lens of, because I think what I hear you saying is like, you, you know, just love Jesus and the finances will take care of themselves. Is that what you're saying? So, so the it's very your your question really strikes at the most complex and nuanced part of it. So, so the answer is a little trickier, but I'll, okay. I'll, I'll try to make it simple. Let's think of it like two sides of a coin. So, it's it's more than love Jesus. So when I'm talking about being a great dad. That means a a different level of Christianity, one of Mm self-sacrifice, selflessness, um, learning to be a servant leader. Those are big lessons. And the person that's a disaster with finances, I would uh, venture is not doing great on those other character issues. Uh, and, and so this is God's way of dealing with those, right? If, you have, if you're struggling in one area like finances, it's probably a, a signpost that there's something else going on? I, I don't want to over-psychoanalyze okay. everybody that's listening, but it, right. it, could, it would be very easy to say that for 8 out of 10 people, selfishness is the source okay. of trouble with finance. You know, you, you, it yeah. could be that simple, but it, it might be more nuanced so without, than without that. without accusing anybody of selfishness, that could be something to look at, like saying, be, like, yeah. okay, if you're in debt yeah. and um, – you know, your your uh, spending is is something you do to uh, self medicate and comfort. Then maybe there's some issues you have to look at. Um, that, 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 and so, yeah, so again, not to be psychological here, but there there are some some things that we have to to look at in the heart heart issues. And that's and I think that goes to you know when I when I hear people say like you know and and it's and they're totally correct. There's two thousand plus scriptures about finances and Jesus taught more on finance than anything else, but really not. I mean, push back if you feel like doing it, but. He, you know, most of his parables, he was talking about, like, you know, he gave him five talents or whatever. That so we look at that as a money. To, to me, that's not, he's not really talking about money there, is he? Um, you know what I'm saying? When Jesus talked about the give this guy five talents, and he's talking about something about the way you live your life. Uh, do do you live your life for yourself or for God? And so money is the st- story he's using, but he's not actually like Jesus was not a financial advisor in his ministry. Are you tracking with me? 
You give me I one. am, and so I okay. think your 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 thought is correct and wrong at the same time. Okay, good. So not good that I'm wrong, but good that you're <laughs> good that you're pushing back. Well, so was Jesus talking about money? Yes. So um, just like in the, the but uh, but he wasn't talking about money in the sense like. Uh, you know, he tells parables of farming, but a farmer doesn't go like, "Hey, Jesus talked a lot about farming. Let's 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 use his parable about you know." I mean, you could use it about how to be a farmer, but that's not really what he's talking about, is he? And when he uses far- farming, so it's parable. yes and no. So okay. it, uh, give me a second, then see if it okay. works, and, okay. then, and then <laughs> p- feel free to pick no, it apart. No, I'm going to keep interrupting. You. So the um, uh, the parable of the talents, one of my favorite, because I, I think I think he is talking about money. Okay, but. Um, He's talking about everything that goes with it. So he's talking about the, the servant, right? He gave the, the money to, and then he went away, and he said, occupy till I come. We know this is um, a, a metaphor, a parable about uh, the coming of the Son of God right. uh, to, uh, to who? To Israel, right? That Israel were the people, and they were anticipating the Messiah. The Messiah came, came back and they had not done a good job while he was gone. So we get that part of the metaphor. But at the same time, if you think about money as fiat currency, which I I alluded to earlier, money represents materialism. It represents almost everything in this world because it's something you trade for goods, right? So you take some food and and you get food by trading money and the person takes that money and buys a house or, you know, so it has to do with goods. That goes back to the law of God, right? What is the commandment that addresses these things? Thou shalt not covet. So what is at the root of problems with money if you want to say the sin part of it? All right? It's covetousness. All right? The verse that, uh, that is oft quoted in the parable of the talents is, Occupy till I come. And I believe it's this. I believe it's not just spiritual. It's not just about prayer. Um, it's about everything. Occupy this life the money, the house, the family. You're a member of this church. Be a good church member. Don't don't go there to get. Uh, it's not a movie theater. Go there to give. Mm-hmm. Go occupy your role as a member in the church, as the, um, the wife to your husband, the mom to your kids, the father to your kids. Occupy it. Occupy it like crazy. Do it awesome. And guess what? Jesus comes back and says, well done. You know, you took what I gave you. And guess what? Whatever God gives us in this life, um, maybe you're born into a family that was middle class and you had enough food to eat. Another guy was born into a family and they were starving in India. But guess what? That's what God left them. That's what God gave them. Occupy it. Do the best you can with what God has given you. Mm-hmm. And so I know where you were pushing back on mine. What I'm saying is I think Jesus meant for real. Not in your mind, not in your prayer life. No, with your hands, with your feet. Occupy this life. Occupy until I come. But do a good job. Do it right. Do it uh, based on all the other things I told you in the Beatitudes. Do those things and you will be blessed when I come back. Using God's gift of money wisely is a lifelong calling. It's a journey that we're all on. And every one of us wants to hear Jesus say, Well done, good and faithful servant when he returns and sees how we've used his gifts to glorify God. 
The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hall Smith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wickington with video production by Aaron Gale. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast to hear about how faith and fitness intersect for believers in every stage of their lives. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.